365 days, and all they can agree on is the shape of the conference table. If one chooses to socialize with sordid working women, one tends to get what one deserves. I'd like to see you in a couple of years, Tiger. Oh, what a lady killer you're going to be. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kenny, and joining me once again, my good pal, Simon. Hey, gentlemen. Today we're discussing Season 10, Episode 5, Give Em Hell, Hawkeye. It's the 223rd episode overall, directed by Charles S. Dubin, written by Dennis Koning, originally aired on November 16th, 1981, and the production code is 1G01. So we're we're switching now. We're switching now, yeah. (laughs) Yep. 365 days, and all they can agree on is the shape of the conference table. Actually, the toughest thing in any relationship is picking out the furniture. They can't even set the agenda because they can't agree that the first item on the agenda, which they don't have, is to set the agenda. Meanwhile, back at the war, more and more kids get to be teenagers forever. I'd say there was no point letting this drive you crazy, but I can see I'm too late. Those idiots are fiddling while Korea burns. That doesn't bother you, huh? Sure, it bothers me. What can I do about it? Well, you could get enraged. Or even a little peeved. From you, I'd settle for irked. Or at least one good old Peshaw. I save my old Peshaws for things I can do something about. Yeah, well, I'm going to do something about it. Oh, yeah? Good. Actually, I was getting tired of this war. And, uh, plot something for this episode. Hawkeye writes to President Truman complaining about the war and the senseless tasks they have to do, like camp beautification, to obtain a needed water heater. Dear Harry, I know as president you're busy stopping bucks and all, so I'll be brief. I am a doctor and Democrat loyal Democrat, now living in Korea, or as I call it, hell. I'd like to be home before winter when hell freezes over. Hawkeye Pierce, Dr. H. Pierce. Yeah, what is it, Clint? Our Sionis requests your presence for a big powwow with Colonel Ditka. Green tie is optional. All right, all right, I'll be right over. I'm sure you're aware that peace talks are a year old, and we're all a year older. I've given it a lot of thought, and call me a crackpot, but I think I've got a solution to this problem. Stop the war. And for our guest stars, we start off with Stefan Garash, who played Colonel Ditka. He appeared in dozens of films, including The Hustler, The Traveling Executioner, Jeremiah Johnson, What's Up Doc, High Plane Drifter, Carrie, Silver Streak, and Perfect. Hmm, okay. Uh, Lance Toyoshima plays Kim Han. Uh, this is his only film credit. Then we have Ed Vatskirsian, who played Captain Braz. He's an actor known for Escape from Alcatraz, Falcon Crest, and Crosscut. Uh, John Levicielli plays the young Turk. He appeared in the 1990 film Men at Work, as well as the action-adventure The Rocketeer. His television guest star appearances include NYPD Blue, Murder, She Wrote, The Practice, and 21 Jump Street. All right. Then we have Xander Berkeley, who played the Marine. He's known for his television roles as Sheriff Thompson McAllister on the crime drama The Mentalist, George Mason on the political thriller series 24, Percy Rose on the action thriller series Nikita, and Gregory in AMC's The Walking Dead. His notable Hmm. film roles include Todd Voigt in Terminator 2 Judgment Day, Agent Gibbs in Air Force One, Broey Snacks in Sid and Nancy, Dr. Lamar in Gattaca, Trevor Lyle in Candyman, and Ralph in Heat. 
Yeah, he's uh, he's quite well known once you see yeah. his face. Especially yeah, he has been yeah, a lot of His stuff. portrayal as Gregory in Walking Dead was like, he was just a slimy, horrible sh**. <laughs> <laughs> and Kelly Nakahara returns as Kelly Yamato. We have Mei Hai, who plays the Korean woman, Soon Ki. Uh, this is Mei's first of two appearances in MASH. We at HQ appreciate the vital work you're doing and want to help. If you need anything... Just say the word, and it's yours. What incredible timing. Just yesterday, I ran out of Ava Gardner. Okay, Colonel, the rainy season's up and coming. When we're trying to get the wounded into pre-op, often we're slipping and sliding in the mud. A wooden ramp would be a godsend. An OR refrigerator that held more blood would be nice. Smaller battles would be nicer. Pierce, please, I'll tell you what we really need, a higher-capacity water heater. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, like for hospital linens, hot packs. Not to mention sterilization. I'd have to agree that's top priority. A water heater's just what this doctor orders. This is the way to do business. Hmm? All right. I've got something on my mind. What are you doing about beautification? Beautification? Yes. You see, you don't notice it because you're here every day. But to a visiting dignitary, this place looks terrible. Now, High Command wants these uh, mass units spruced up a bit. Colonel, we've got priorities here. And yanking crabgrass is way at the bottom of the list of chores. Didn't you see our spread in better homes and hovels? The top brass wants us to leave this country better than we found it. Well, how about if we meet you halfway and just leave the country? Colonel, you can't be serious. A combative attitude just creates more problems. You know, he's right. Why don't you tell that to the guys up at the peace talks? Make all the jokes you want. But if you expect to get that heater, you're going to have to go on a neighborhood improvement program. That's the way it is. Well, I've got to get to the 8228th. Yeah, I hear that place is a real dump. Think about my offer, Colonel. All right, so let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I think I'll start off. Okay. I gave it a seven and a half. So okay. again, it's about average of what my ratings have been lately. I couldn't believe... I, I, first of all, I like that it starts off with movie tone. Water ski tournament at Cypress Gardens, Florida. Miss Charlene Zint teams with Air Force Lieutenant Stu McDonald in the mixed doubles event, and they really put on a show. Yes, it's a patriotic, aquatic, ecstatic, acrobatic. familiar figure of General Namio struts to the Korean truce talk tent at Panmunjom for still another secret meeting in the long-drawn armistice negotiations. The UN chief delegate, General Harrison, and his team are on hand. Because yes. I'm a huge yes. fan of Movie Tone, and I used to work for Fox, and that's where Movie Tone oh. is from, and I used to have to scour through Movie Tones looking for footage. Because uh, oh. it's all free. It's all in, in uh, it's all in um, imminent domain. domain. Yes, is that what it's called. Yes. So that's yeah, it's it's all free to use. So I would go through hours and I would just watch. And it, I just I loved the 30s and 40s and the old time video, you know, type of way they yeah. shot it. And the, it's all pomp and circumstances, and it's all exciting. Yeah. And it just I so when it started with movie tone, I was like, aha, I'm gonna like this episode. Yeah, Cause, cause I love movie tone stuff. 
I can't believe it was a. They've been talking for a year about the truce, that, and they. <laughs> that just blows my mind. Mm. That how can you not come to a conclusion after a year of talks? I mean, what are they talking about? Day after day after day after day, while people are dying. Uh, well, probably what what cup of tea to have? Oh my god! To have, I'm what? sure that's true, and that's what's sad. It's just, yeah, it, okay, yeah I was really shocked because I had no idea that they were that there were truce talks for over a year before they came to a conclusion. That's crazy. Which also tells you that BJ has been there for a while because you yeah. know they're they still yeah. So I mean, it's another one of those timeline things where you try to figure out how long it's. How long everyone's been there? Because it's only been a year, and we know that the war ran for three. So that means yeah. BJ was there for two more years, which doesn't coincide with anything else that we've seen with him. Mm. I love when everybody is, uh, when Klinger is trying to get people to you know work to do the beautification thing, and they don't want to work because it's Klinger. And then Margaret just yeah. comes in, and they like are <laughs> petrified. And they also yeah, I got the same thing. I love, yeah, I yeah. love, I love that she can hold that kind of power. She doesn't even have to say much. She just yeah, kind of that her, respect. Yes, yes. Yeah, which I loved. Um, I really like that. Uh, as I said, I love the whole interstitial movie clips. So every time they did movie tone clips, I got I smiled. I liked kids' interaction with BJ. Mm-hmm. You know the the boy, and I you know the whole I thing. He wanted Americanize because all, oh, yeah. all the GIs get the girls. You know, and it was so sweet because I'm sure that happens. And, oh, yeah. you know, and he was trying to save up his money to have an eye operation. And BJ's like, you know, you're trying to talk him out of it. And I love the fact that it's Margaret who comes and sits next to him and kind of flirts with him and kind of boosts yes. his ego about how cute he is and how adorable he's going to be and how awkward, you know, GI boys were when they were younger. And, and I, I just I like that they kind of teamed up together to help this boy realize that he is perfect the way he is. and He doesn't need any kind of operation. So that that mm. that really. uh was a very a very sweet moment. I just again, it was just a it was a it was a nice episode. The beautification thing was funny. I love the whole water sculpture. Uh, I do want to know where they <laughs> you know got the water and the all that stuff. Yes, the pump and things. But it was still you know it was still it was a really sweet. Even though yeah, I think that's in the notes, so I won't say it. it's in the behind the scenes. I don't want to. Oh okay. I don't want to repeat stuff from behind the scenes, uh, but I did question <laughs> that too, and I'll just say that when you, we actually talk about it. Yeah. But yeah, overall, it was another another solid episode of Mash for me. How about you? Yeah, I gave it eight. Nice. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so you've been I, you've uh, been really generous with your numbers lately. I know. I know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Again, exactly like you. I love the opening uh, with yeah. the 1950s films with the how to ski in one easy lesson. Yep. I love that. I love the fact that it's all kind of like. You know how the baby boomers <laughs> create this, yeah. you know, kind of wonderful world after the Second World War, where you know, in a, how I see America is like these beautiful wide streets with these long gardens <laughs> at the front and these bungalows, and and you can ski and you do all this, and I love that. I, I yeah. kind of like I love the opening of that. But yeah, I find it I find it interesting the fact that. Hawkeye actually has a black and white photograph of Harry Truman, um, mm. who's uh, uh, and and you look it up. Uh, Harry Truman being a Democrat, uh, he was president, so it's before January nineteen fifty three. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's again going to our timeline thing. Yeah, this I don't know if you've ever seen the time uh, the time travel film Primer. This is more complicated than that. And Primer <laughs> is, is ridiculous. Does it, you have to be a physicist to understand Primer, the film. So 
Mash is actually more complicated. Um, I, exa- I have virtually everything that you put down there, apart from I don't think you mentioned about Winchester having to do the VD clinic. I did enjoy that. Oh, my that. God, I, yes. <laughs> that was, yes. Yep, yep. That was great. Um, the Turkish soldier thing, we've actually had that before in one mm-hmm. of the earlier episodes. Uh, the fact, But what is great about this comedy for is the fact the soldier pulls a gun and Winchester hides under the blanket <laughs> in the background, if you notice. <laughs> yep. I love that. And he's so quick as well. Perfect comedy timing. Um, I can't say anything more because you've said the Again, I love, like you, the whole thing about Margaret. She really stands out in this episode. Uh-huh. The fact that, you know, there's a lot of respect for her. And her uh, talking to the little boy is just absolutely wonderful. Yeah. So calm, so yeah. loving, so kind of just like complimentary. Yeah. Just motherly, yeah. yeah. And the fact that she gives a little thumbs up to BJ as yep. she walks past. Yeah. Brilliant, really good. And I gave this an eight because I just found this episode just a lovely episode. Again, it was just kind of like, it was nice. There was, no, you know, like we've said a couple of, uh, of these now that we've watched. Um, you know, something that you don't have to think too hard about, and this yeah. is one of them. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. What's up, Doc? Can I talk to you? Sure. Kim Han, right? Yeah. I hear people say you're a top-notch doctor. Obviously some pretty smart people. You got a problem? I want an operation. I have plenty of loot to pay. What kind of an operation? I want to have eyes like Americans. Come on. You're kidding, right? I'm very serious. What's wrong with having eyes like a Korean? Koreans are little squirts. Americans are real tough. I want to be like them. Like you. Like John Wayne. Look, Kim Please, Doc, I think about this for a long time. Then you know that having an eye operation isn't going to change who you are. It will change how I look. To whom? To Korean women. They think American guys are real dreamboats. Uh-huh. Please, Doc, will you help me? Sorry, Bill. Come on, Doc, give me a break. I am. Believe me, I am. Have it your way. I'll go to the 8063rd match. Someone there will fix me up. Let's see. What did IMDb give it? Uh, IMDb gave it a 7.4, so actually again. under what you and both I gave it. So again, yeah. an unusual one now. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what these people are thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Easy that time. <laughs> How'd you like some company? Oh, Major, sure. Park it. That's uh, quite a king-size meal you've got there. I love American Eats. Spaghetti is tops. Besides, I'm getting ready to hit the road. Well, you sure were a big help to us, Kim Han. You're a fine young man. Thank you. I sure can use the dough you paid me. Ha-ha. I bet you're going to buy yourself some sharp new clothes to look good for the girls, huh? No. Oh, you don't have to be modest with me. How could they keep their hands off a dreamboat like you? I'm not good looking. Not like the American GIs. Are you kidding? <laughs> you should have seen some of those guys when they were your age. Why? Because they were clumsy young boys and very shy with girls. And huh, compared to them, you're Tyrone Power. I am? Sure. And things just get better. Boys become men. I'd like to see you in a couple of years, Tiger. Oh, what a lady killer you're going to be. Hey, kid, the truck's ready to leave for the 8063rd. Oh, no. Maybe I'll catch the next one. Well, good luck to you, Kim Han. You did not eat your dinner. 
Oh, no. I have this diet. I look at our food and I lose my appetite. All right. Let's move on to some behind the scenes. There are many episodes where characters write to an offstage friend or relative, but this is only one of two episodes where a character, Captain Hawkeye Pierce, writes to a real person, President Harry S. Truman. Uh, the other was in season five, Dear Sigmund, where Major Friedman, who we love, who is a recurring character, obviously, he writes to the late Sigmund Freud. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah. Um, the title comes from a common statement made about Harry S. Truman and his no-nonsense style. That's right. Give okay. him hell. Give him hell. <laughs> One plot throughout this episode was Hawkeye writing a letter to President Truman. Near the end, he seals the letter and gives it to Nurse Kelly to mail. At the end of the scene, before the last commercial, Hawkeye is seen in the swamp still writing the letter. Yes, that is true. Yeah. I didn't know if he was writing another one. That's what I'm saying. This is like, like part two. Writing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because also, a little bit later on, the very last thing is something happens and he says, have you still got the letter? Yeah. So it's like kind of counteracts <laughs> that one, I, I think. Um, the beautification project is surrounded by white painted rocks. Several seasons ago, Potter had forbidden any rock painting because the white stones could give their position away to the enemy at night. Frank suggested painting only the top half of the rocks and then turning them over at <laughs> night. <laughs> That sounds like a Frank thing. It really is. Uh, okay, the spot where they put the beautification project. Oh, this is what I was mentioning that I noticed and then I knew it was in there okay. behind the scenes. The spot where they put the beautification project in the outside shot of the camp is the same spot where there is a row of tents. Colonel Potter's tent, the showers, Fellow Mulcahy's tent, the nurse's tent, and Major Houlihan's tent. During any of the scenes filmed inside the studio set, a row of tents can be again be seen in its regular spot yeah and when the when the uh the truck drives through it it's near enough by the mess tent yeah yeah <laughs> so, so yeah yep uh in in the final scene the beautification area is now between mark oh there we go uh between margaret's tent and the officers club which is filmed in the studio set there you can never understand why they just didn't film it all outside but still there you go uh, yeah or at least be better at it i mean <laughs> yes they're putting it next to something that we know where you know it's just weird oh well. yeah the fountain, as shown, doesn't seem possible. First of all, where is the water coming from? There doesn't mm-hmm. appear to be any pump attached nor any hose feeding the water to it. Although unlikely, it could be hooked up to a pipe buried underground and the water supplied by being attached to a water tower, gravity fed. But again, the water pulled up in the basin under the fountain would need to be pumped out. So Yeah, but it wouldn't, need, it wouldn't actually need a hose because as long as there's enough water in the base... Yes, but it would still would need a pump it, to so. pump it out and back up. Yeah. So, yeah. interesting. Hmm. Uh, Kim Han asks Margaret if she knows how to whistle and she replies, you just put your lips together and blow. Uh, this is a reference to Lauren Bacall's wonderful line from To Have and Have Not. That's right. Doctors, this is Captain Broge of the Turkish Army. He's here to see you. How do you do, Captain? I'm Dr. Winchester. <laughs> This is Dr. Pierce. You have Turk soldier here, no? I wish to see. Yeah, he's right there, second bed. He just has a wounded foot. I know. Friendly guy. Yeah, the sort of thing Clyde Beatty brings back alive. Yeah. Kelly, when do you get off duty? In just a few minutes, Doctor. What do you have in mind? A fast game of post office. This is finally signed and sealed, yeah. and I'd like it delivered to the yeah. uh, outgoing mail department. Would you do the honors? It would be an honor. The Harry S. Truman? Hey, 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 hey! Keep it 
it down. There are people trying to sleep in India. What is the meaning of this tumult? He is stinking rotten dog droppings. Oscar Wilde couldn't have said it better. Doctor, tell him I do not shoot myself to get out of duty. Shoot yourself? No, no, no. I know the truth. Ivan Gibiolia Jolson. Ivan is gone. He is a coward. I must kill him. Everybody down. Couldn't you just slap the kid? That was good enough for Patton. Charles, where are you? I'm not telling anybody. Grab the gun or bite the bullet. Gun! Oh, God. Oh, God. Watch it. Watch it. Get him up. Get him up. Up, go. Up, go. Up, we go. There's a good maniac. I will kill you both. Oh, no. You're great. Will you, fella? Dying on duty is a court martial of He is jacking. Worthless. To shoot him is to shoot nothing. Shark, he didn't shoot himself. We can tell by the angle of the wound. Liars. Friend of a snake. Charles, watch it. Now that's what a self-inflicted wound looks like. Alright, trivia time. Last episode's question. A beautiful, famous female war correspondent fell in love with BJ. What was her name? Aggie O'Shea is the answer. Uh, you remember Aggie? I uh, do. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> this episode's trivia question. Who was Lieutenant Leslie Scorch? I found this one hard. I didn't know this one offhand, so. No. Uh, if you if you know the answer, go ahead and email it to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And I want you to know my people busted their keisters to get this beautification business done. Worked harder than a woodpecker in a petrified forest. What do you think, sir? How's that? Did he say he liked it? I couldn't hear. Does he like it? I'd like him to like it. Yes, sir. I do like it. He likes it! <laughs> yes, sir. You've done yourself proud. This thing is ingenious as all get out. Well, the Bon Mots go to Major Houlihan. She's the one who gave our beauty spot its pizzazz. It's an exceptional yeah, well, thank you, sir. But I couldn't have done it without my foreman and my crew. Thanks, boss. <laughs> and you can all pat yourselves on the back, because this is what America is all about. Bed pads. Colonel, does this mean our water heater is on its way? You can bank on it. Hooray! <laughs> you people need the best equipment possible so that we can soundly defeat our enemy. Whoever he may be. You can find MASH 4077 podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at MASH 4077 podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. Or just type in MASH4077podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to MASH4077podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to MASH4077podcast all over the interwebs. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at match4077podcast.com. 
All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. I think we both really enjoyed this episode. Some really yeah. nice, some really nice Margaret moments. And I love when we get those because she's such a strong character and she's come so far in this series, which is amazing. I think she's probably one of the most that's changed over the seasons. Yeah. So it's always nice to see her uh, get some good screen time. Anyways, I am Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. I know it doesn't make much sense, Harry, but that's how we got our water heater. I know you're thinking it's pretty stupid, but no more so than peace talks that are all talk and no peace. I know there's a lot of heat in your kitchen, Harry, but there's a bunch of tired people here who don't even know why they're here. We just miss our families and friends. All of us only want one thing, to come home. Help. Mash fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast, and we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world, so if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with The Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved.